When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Full of frustration, full of despair, from years of hurt, disappointment and relegation, two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Welcome to another episode of the MLS UK show. I'm Elliot Holman and here's Henry Hewitt. Oh, I'm stuck now because I normally say it. Oh, I forgot. And I'm Henry Hewitt again. (laughs) He's here twice. Um, And uh, we're going to focus lots today. We've not talked about what's coming up on the show, but I'll tell you and I'll tell you at the same time. We're going to talk lots about the US Open Cup final uh, between Orlando City and Sacramento Republic. Uh, And we're not going to talk at all about the result between Atlanta United and Orlando City. Uh, here's a word from our sponsors. Uh, no, no, you don't get away with it easily. I'll I, I tell you what, I'll look in my prep. There is one, I do mention the US Open Cup once. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Prep? Yeah. Uh, Orlando City uh, went 1 0 up through Facundo Torres, who followed up his two goals in the US Open Cup final. That is the one mention I've got in my notes of that. So uh, I've said it now, so I don't need to say it again. Uh, a couple of mentions, though, of Atlanta beating Orlando. Uh, we need help getting in the playoffs, so thanks for that. Very, very nice of you. Charity. Yeah, it is very charitable. Uh, but we're going to talk more about uh, what's been going on in MLS and cup competitions because New York City FC won one as well uh, later on in the show. But uh, first, we, we get into the business end, aren't we now, of the uh, of MLS, the regular season. It's hotting up. Yeah, and uh, luckily we're still five points clear of Atlanta. We're clinging on for dear life. Yeah. Um, but if we're all being serious, you know my feelings about this season. Not <laughs> not impressed. Um, but yeah, l- loads to talk about. And Philly, just that Philly train just keeps on running people over, doesn't it? It does. Didn't quite run Atlanta over the weekend. Uh, if Atlanta would be more prolific, we would have uh, ran them over. But hey, we'll talk about that later on uh, on the MLS UK show. Um, if you are new to the show, I keep saying that. But I mean, realistically, how many new people? We do, we're on TikTok now. Maybe we're getting to that audience. But uh, I think it's it, wishful thinking. Yeah, I think it's our regular. So hi again, everyone. Um, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and follow uh, us on your podcast provider and YouTube. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk loads today. We're going to find out who our MLS UK show championship champions are going into the last few weeks. And you've got a game for us as well. I have. Um, shall we do a game with a change of name? We should. But before we do, I just got to mention for the first time, you've actually, I don't know if what you've been doing before, but if you watch on YouTube, you'll see you've actually got this like uh, room diffuser 
on the desk, which smells very nice. It's very good, isn't it? Uh, for the benefit of those without uh, smell-o-vision or smell podcasting, it's lime, basil, and mandarin. Which sounds awful, by the way. Um, very nice. And that, I've had that for ages, and that's the last one. I thought, oh, I don't want to use that one, but it smells great. Well, whatever you were doing before, it's uh, it's definitely made the room smell better. Uh, so, yeah, game of the change your name. Player who has played in both England or, or the UK, actually, uh, and MLS. And I've got to try and guess who it is based on their career path. So this player, um, I've just seen a mention of just seen a mention of Bolton in their uh, in their club career section on Wikipedia. Not uh, okay. They went on trial with Bolton. Well, it's probably did. not going to help you. Yeah, no. I mean, if you didn't get a full contract at Bolton, <laughs> must then, be awful. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they started their career in 1986. Oh, that's a tough one. At St Johnston, right in Scotland. In Scotland, yeah. Uh, and then they moved to uh, America. Played for San Francisco, San Jose Hawks, the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Wow. Uh, Nicaxa. Seattle Sounders, Colorado Rapids, San Jose Clash, and retired at the Tampa Bay Mutiny. Oof, quite the career. What year would that have been? Uh, when they retired, it was the year 2000. Right. Okay. They've also played 54 times for the States, and they have managed in MLS as well. Oof. When would they be in trial at Bolton then? Uh, 1994, after a summer trial with English club Bolton Wanderers, came to nothing. Uh, he moved, he, uh, spoiler alert, moved to the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Okay, uh, not a clue at the moment. If you feel you know, get in touch with us at MLS UK Show on Twitter, Instagram, or you can email us hello at MLS.show. Comment on YouTube as well and uh, let us know what point of the podcast you realise who it is. Yes, um, just just to help you out as well. A um, lot of interim jobs as well in the time that we've been doing this podcast. Ah, oh, right, okay. Which is interesting. Um, but yeah, big, I'm going to say experience managing an MLS team. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, yeah, good luck with that one. Let us know if you, uh, if you get the right answer. Uh, right, we need to cover what's been happening in MLS. But before that, let's hear from our sponsors. The MLS UK Show. Hello there, I'm Elliot from the MLS UK Show. And whenever I'm on the internet, uh, I'm normally on a particular website. Um, not that one. Uh, it's Soccer90.com. Uh, yes, if you go there, it's got all the best in uh, soccer apparel, uh, MLS shirts, EPL shirts. There's also Bayern Munich and PSG stuff on there as well. And arriving on Wednesday, this Wednesday, so whenever you listen to this, whenever I can be bothered to turn it around, <laughs> uh, you could be listening to this and it could be this Wednesday. You could be watching this on YouTube and Wednesday was yesterday or today. Whenever Wednesday, the US men's national team World Cup jersey appears on Soccer 90. You can buy it off there. And if you want to buy it, if you head to the checkout in this discount code, type in MLS UK, you get 20% off it too. Yes, get yourself World Cup ready uh, and MLS Cup ready as well at Soccer90.com. Let's get on with it. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. Okay, let's have a look what happened this weekend in MLS. And before we do, a quick shout out to the likes of Ian Joy, Liam Ridgewell, and Ray Hudson. Um, as many of you, many of you would have seen uh, for the local commentators, the local broadcasters, this was their last 
weekend doing it. Uh, this is, of course, because Apple TV um, are taking over next season, which will be great. Will be exciting to see, but just a note to to think of those guys. They're very talented. We've had them on the MLS UK show before, so I'm sure it'll all work out for them. But they've all done a great job, and uh, yeah, I think I will miss the local broadcasters because we only get to hear them uh, when it shows the highlights, and uh, there's some very colourful characters. Yeah, it's easy to get wrapped up in how, especially overseas for us, how amazing Apple, you know, is going to be the Apple X MLS partnership. Um, so yeah, important to just. Uh, tip a cap to those guys who have done excellent work. Yes. Uh, right, let's start uh, looking back at the weekend's action and we'll kick off with a Hudson River derby. Mm. Uh, this comes a few days after NYCFC won the Campiones Cup, beating Atlas 2-0. Uh, our friend Barney, UK NYCFC, went out there to watch it and so I've seen uh, some of the photos and videos he's done. He had a great time. He met Don Garber as well. Saw that. And did you see what he was listening to on the plane? He was listening to MLS UK show as well. So shout out to Barney. And... If that journey isn't long enough. <laughs> um, and I'm sure he would have been delighted with this weekend's uh, result. 2-0 to NYCFC. It's been a difficult few weeks for NYCFC, but this uh, last seven days will certainly cheer them up. Yeah, uh, obviously dropped, dropped below uh, the Red Bulls in the standing. So um, looking to kind of assert their dominance in the Hudson River Derby, which they did. Um, but yeah, point behind the Red Bulls still as we are looking to wrap up some playoff places. Yeah, so Red Bulls have clinched. Uh, NYCFC, bearing in mind that they're a point behind Red Bulls, then that probably You know means, I hate that word. <laughs> it probably means that they need one point to Horrible. clinch. Uh, funnily enough, NYC have got Orlando and Atlanta to play in their next two games. So you'd assume that they will get more than one point. Um, but uh, more than five, yeah. Uh, but it's their first win in le- in five league games, so it was much needed for them. And I think if they can turn it around, if they can get good results in those two games, it's what you want. You want a bit of farm going into the playoffs, don't you? Yeah, um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I think you kind of look at this time of year. It's, it's it's quite congested. There's a lot of games. The World Cup's not helping as well. It's really hard to get that that run. Um, of consistency going into MLS Cup. I think that was the problem from a personal level with Orlando last year. They went into it sort of coughing and spluttering and didn't really do a lot. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one when you look at how much it really is hotting up and who has to play who, but I, we'll cover that as we go because Atlanta are still not out of it and that was a big result. Mm, well... It was a big result against Philadelphia, of course. When you look at Philadelphia on paper, for to first of all draw nil nil and not concede a goal was massive. But then to get the draw because they'd won their previous five games. But I just think for Atlanta, it's, it, they needed that goal, especially with Inter Miami winning. Uh, they've got they've played a game more than Miami and Columbus, who was in above them. Uh, Miami being in the playoff spots, it's yeah, it was it was good. It was much better than what we've seen this season. However, it's for me, it's just too little, too late. Uh, we've got uh, any Revs and NYC to play, which on paper, two winnable games. But you still, again, you're relying on other results where if we would have got a goal, which, I mean, Philadelphia show why they're the best defensive unit in the league because they kept Atlanta out. Martinez had a header right at the end that could have gone in, but Blake saved it. But, yeah, it's um, those two points could have been vital. <laughs> you, am I boring you? Should we talk about Atlanta's win the game before? Well, I was yawning because it was nil-nil. And mm. 
you know, to be fair to teams like Chicago that we seem to boo all the time, we can't just praise Atlanta for a nil-nil against Philadelphia. Well, I think Chicago's fans will be booing them for their... Uh, it's their season up to now. True. Um, we'll come. We'll come on to that. New England, who Atlanta are still to play, lost at home to Montreal. They've been so good this year. Yeah, Montreal are. Uh, they've clinched their spot. Hate it. Hate it. Uh, in the playoffs, they're actually. Um, they need one point to confirm second. I think they they will be fine. They will finish second. Uh, they're only five points off Philadelphia. So, I mean, technically... No. Technically, no. they still finished no. top of the East. Really good season. Not that good. Uh, yeah, well, they got DC and Miami to play. So you want to I called it with Colorado last year. I'm not having it now. <laughs> I'm not having it again. Um, but they've lost one in 13, and that's that's the form that has, has got them up there. Because you look at the teams below them, you look at Red Bulls, who have lost two in three, New York City FC, we've already mentioned. Orlando, of course, have been uh, hit and miss, but have stayed in fifth. And then the teams below them that are fighting for that playoff spot uh, Montreal have been consistent consistently up there they would still be second in the west that's how good they've been and we've been praising Austin all season all over for any revs well four points off the playoffs and in two games to go I, f- I think so yeah it's um you know they've lost the last three I think they've they've hit the buffers at the wrong time I think uh they were they were doing well. They they started off slow and then seemed to pick up and they were getting higher and higher up the league and we were like, oh, they'll be fine now. But you know, uh, one win in eight has uh, has meant that they're eleventh in the East and probably now not going to get in the playoffs. Which for a team that of course smashed it last year, very disappointing. Kind of like Columbus did the season before. They just kept kept winning last year. Um, mm-hmm. Just kept grinding out results. Uh, something Orlando don't do but they did win 4-0 over Toronto have had the weirdest season possibly it's definitely up there in the top 10 weirdest seasons we've ever seen from a team it is uh, we're rattling through uh, through these matches uh, so much so I can't even mention again who scored the first goal and then who followed up uh, their two goals from uh, a cup game a few weeks ago was it Facundo Torres who scored in the Open Cup final <laughs> he apparently scored two yeah, yeah. can't seem to remember it oh, I definitely did um, but uh, I mean Orlando are three points above the line you've still got three games to go you'll be fine won't you genuinely who knows really we we literally we win 4-0 and then lose 6-0 I, like who knows well you've got NYCFC next we so. could easily lose that then you got Miami and Columbus. This, I mean, to, to be lose fair, all three of those, I wouldn't to, surprise to me. To be fair, it is in your hands with those games. All of those teams in and around the playoffs. So if you do lose them all, then it, you have you have blown it. But that's what I'm saying. They could easily lose those games. Mm, I don't think so. I think you'll be fine. I think um, I, I'm not. I'm not like doing this for entertainment purposes. <laughs> I, I'm genuinely shocked at how confident you are. Yeah, you'll be fine. I think now Torres is, is scoring. You'll be all right. Said that like he's just not turned up all season. He's been one of the only good things about this season. Um, but you, I, th- I think Garlando, you, you, you're looking at finishing the top four anyway. Because if you think for any of the top, uh, well, it'd be Red Bulls or NYCFC um, or Montreal. I think the, the Orlando are the team in within that sort of playoff picture who would be away, who really you don't want to, you don't want to face. I don't level think. on points with Cincinnati. I know, in a since, new stadium. Since you've been great, but you know, I just think all oh, you've you've I don't know. You you're doing well. You're showing that you can do well in knockout competition as well, and that's what the playoffs are. Okay. I'll take I will take it. Your confidence is giving mm. me confidence. Um Toronto, quick word on them, they're now eliminated and uh, they won't finish bottom, but I mean let's face it, with the players they've had, especially since uh, June, July, 
not good enough, is it? They conceded four in each of the last three games. Yeah, I, they sort of started to show a little bit of something when you know with the Italians coming in, and then uh, yeah, soon soon tailed off. There's been a lot of teams that have really disappointed me this season. I think there's teams in playoff spots that have disappointed me this season. And well, I think because the, you look at LAFC, you look at Philadelphia, Montreal, and you know you look at those teams because they've done so well. Inevitably, they, there are going to be teams that used are... to be quite a level playing field in this mm. league. And you just sort of look at DC with 27 points. Yeah, you know it, it's it's absolutely crazy that like Philly are on 64. Um, but yeah. Hopefully we see more from Toronto next year. I think we'd both kind of be a bit more confident with them coming back next year. Definitely. A team that also needs to uh, do a lot better next year is Chicago. They've already been, also been eliminated. Um, you just build around Shakiri, surely. Yeah, you do. I mean, you look at the players they've got. Shabilko. And yeah, they, they, they've got, I mean, even uh, Duran now has scored six, he's 18 and scored six this season. He's showing promising, but um, it's just not been enough for Chicago. And uh, we've said it before, you know, about Hendrickson. Is he under pressure? When the dust settles on this season, considering that they're probably going to finish in the bottom three or four in the East, is is he going to be in that role next year? Uh, you have to. You have to question it. You know, I'm questioning uh, Oscar Pereira, who's ultimately brought silverware to Orlando. And I'm saying his roster that he's got, he should be getting better results. Look at Chicago, right? You know, we both know Chris Mueller is a, is a great attacking player. Kasper Shapilko has been one of the best strikers in MLS for the last five seasons. And you've got Shakiri playing behind them. They also had one of the best goalkeepers. Mm. What, you know, how are you not getting this right? No, well, of course that that goalkeeper won't be there next season. So he he kind of needs to be a bit of a rebuild again uh, for Chicago. Because, but saying that they've they've not scored. They're, sorry, they've not conceded many goals. Like Montreal, Orlando, Cincy, Miami, Atlanta, they've all conceded more goals than Chicago this year. It's just going forward. Is the lack of goals only DC have scored less? And what odds did you have on Charlotte not finishing bottom? Because we talked about them in depth at the start of the season. We did. No one had any belief in this team, in this roster. Let's face it, the four points off, off the playoffs, I don't think they're going to get no. in the playoffs. But, but it's, it's a fantastic result. It is, yeah. And, and if, you know, this was, they, they beat Chicago 3 2, uh, obviously, and uh, this was only their third away win of the season. Um, a few more away wins, they would be in the playoffs. So that's something to build on next year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so moving on, SKC 4, Minnesota 1. You know what really stuck out for me in this game is that SKC, I know they've won the last five home games, they're unbeaten in six, so they are doing a lot better than what they were doing. However, there was a full stadium. How many MLS teams who are 12th in their conference would have a full stadium? I will give them that, absolutely true. Um, Not been a great season, one we expected them to do a lot better in. Um, But yeah, attendance always so strong. Uh, they won four one against Minnesota. Um, are you a bit worried for Minnesota? They're sixth, the the two points above the the playoff uh, line. However, they've not won in five now. Their form is really not there. Yeah, you you kind of think if they were to make the playoffs, there's no form. There's maybe a lack of confidence as well, which means in that knockout format they may be in trouble. Um, although I look at LA behind them and just think. Just based on pure history, um, <laughs> they might be you know, Minnesota might be okay versus LA, um, but yeah, I, they're they're actually a team that always seem to be in and around that you know that playoff line Minnesota consistently, and it's it's impressive from from a side that let's be honest, uh, you know, just as old as Atlanta United. 
Yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, the only MLS podcast who will be praising Minnesota after a 4-1 defeat. I mean, it shows what we know, doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, SKC looking better, though. There's a lot to look for. For them, there's a lot to look at, thinking next year is going to be better. When traditionally it will be. Because they always do really badly and then really well. I would expect them to be top next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, Austin v Nashville. Uh, that's the game on paper, but the real battle this weekend was Mukhtar versus Dryusi. Uh, they both scored as well. So it was 1-1. Mukhtar opened the goal scoring for Nashville, 23rd goal of the season, and then Dryusi with his 21st. Uh, the battle for MVP, I've got to say, I'm, I'm, I think it's Mukhtar's. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. You wouldn't have got a lot of money if you'd have predicted the two goal scorers oh, at no. the start of the game. No, you would have. Uh, they would. You could have put a million dollars on it and got like ten pounds back, <laughs> which makes no sense at all. Change of currency there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. In all seriousness, look, both teams actually, you know, really impressive. Um, Nashville have been impressive in recent years making the playoffs um austin of course is going to be their first rodeo and to be honest seeing austin there with 55 points at this stage of the season well impressed yeah they just need a draw to secure second of course that gives them a home spot uh, in the playoffs where they could play nashville again because they're fourth but mm. they haven't clinched it yet stop um, saying <laughs> portland are just uh just below them but you'd think that even though they haven't clinched it Nashville should be fine and uh, they'll get in the playoffs and I tell you what if they've got uh, that Holmes game I know what you're doing stop in the playoffs stop then uh, you know you'd be brave man to bet against them doing what just doing well in the playoffs once they've clinched it I hate it so much uh, Cincinnati are a, they're just a different team these days 2-1 win on the road against Real Salt Lake Who'd have thought it right going into the, the the last two weekends of MLS? It's Cincinnati and Miami going for it for a playoff spot. Who'd have thought that? Well done, Cincinnati. Absolutely smashed it this season. Uh, level and points of Orlando as well. If I'd have said that at the start of the season, you'd go, Orlando, rubbish, bottom of the league. Battling it out of the wooden spoon again. Yeah, yeah but no, Cincy have been, they've been so good this year. Uh, Brenner scored two this weekend, um, 14 this season. He's got five in his last two games. He's hitting form at the right time as well. That's what you need in the playoffs. If you've got someone who's scoring goals... You just, yeah, since he, uh, have he dark horses? Can we say that for the playoffs? Can you imagine if they won it? Can you imagine? It'd be a, a true underdog story. Do you think they win their first game in the playoffs? Um, at the moment, they'll be away and they'll probably be away in New York. So that'd be tough, but they can do. Uh, they're intriguing me now. They're really, really intriguing me. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing. It's just, mm. it's very bizarre to see them doing so well. Um, RSL at eighth, so LA Galaxy are above them, above that playoff line. Same points, however, in MLS, uh, because we love to do things differently in MLS, it's all decided on most games won. So uh, LA Galaxy have won one more game overall this season than RSL, that's why they're above them in the standings. Um, RSL, next game, LA Galaxy away. It's massive. Yeah. It's absolutely huge. And to be honest, I think LA Galaxy fans would agree with me that they probably are more worried about that game. The uh, LA Galaxy, I've got a game before that, so they can put a bit of difference between them. But as we saw this week with LA Galaxy, and we'll touch on, they won at the weekend. They lost to Vancouver in the week, so they're unpredictable. If they're going into that game against RSL, I know they're at home, but if they're going into it level on points, then RSL must go there fancying that they can they can turn them over. 
And it's easy to sort of think, oh, bit of a bit of a nothing season from RSL. Four points ahead of Seattle Sounders, though. I know. Uh, Seattle lost at Vancouver. I mean, what a few days for Vancouver. Shame they couldn't do this earlier on in the season. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they rounded off a few days of beating LA Galaxy 3-0 with a home win against Seattle. And is it time? Is it actually happening? Elliot? I think I think it's happening. I just, I, it's really impressive if they do it from here. Seattle are... Well, they've got three games left. And in reality, they need a minimum of seven points. Uh, they've got uh, Cincinnati at home, SKC away, and San Jose at home. So they have got the games there. They can do it. But... Oh, it's it's still impressive. It would be very impressive, considering the one, two in eight as well, Seattle. Um... I'm with you. I think I, I, I can see Seattle taking it down to the final game and then a, another team winning. Ironically, it could be LA Galaxy actually yeah. winning the last game for once to knock them out. But it'll be weird. It'd be, I, I don't know. I feel a bit lost without Seattle in the playoffs. Yeah, it's just literally when I think of the, the MLS Cup playoffs, I just think, yeah, Seattle, Toronto, mm. Columbus, it's yeah. Portland. It's mm. kind of those iconic names. Portland have definitely recovered better than Seattle. I mean, this season will go down in history for them because they won the the Champions League. But I just think that has overshadowed it. I think the league farmers, they've never been consistent. They've never got... Because we give them a a bit of grace, didn't we, until we won that, thinking, well, they're concentrating on that. I I do think, I've always said this, I do think if you qualify for the Champions League, you should be, you know, given a bit of respect, given a bit of time at the start of the season. You know, everyone should just get off your back a little bit. I do strongly believe that. We will replay this next uh, June when Orlando are bottom of the conference and you're moaning about them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Vancouver in ninth. They're only three points off LA Galaxy, but they've only got two games left. One of them's against Austin. It's uh, yeah, unfortunate for Vancouver, but I, I do think it'll probably be a bit too much for them to get in. Yeah, I mean, we talk about, you know, if Seattle can make it, then obviously so can Vancouver. But you just feel like if Seattle were to do it, it would it would surprise you a lot less because it's mm. Seattle. Um, Vancouver, for me, I, I think at this stage, probably just... And it, we are talking very marginally, but um, a little bit too far behind. Yeah. Um, right, LA Galaxy uh, came back from that 3-0 defeat against Vancouver and beat Colorado 4-1. Uh, really impressive. Great goals in this game as well. Um, uh, let's see, Raheem Edwards. I mean, he scored his first goal in three and a half years. Twisted and turning, put him in the top corner. Chicharito scored a back heel. Uh, Gaston Brugman uh, got his first two goals for LA Galaxy as well. Um, so, yeah, convincing win in the end for Galaxy. Just what they needed. They needed a performance like that, didn't they? Yeah, and you take those three points away, you know, and that win, they're down to ninth, tenth you know, and they are battling it out with Seattle in those final games. So um, that would have kind of created a bit of a, a big matchup um, further down the line. But yeah, I, I think for LA doing just about enough to cling on and th- mm. at least they've kept themselves in the driving seat. Just they have. they've got San Jose away, RSL at home and Houston away. So if you look at those matches, if LA Galaxy mess this up from mm. here, they have only themselves to blame. Obviously, they'll be without Douglas Costa, but let's face it, they've been without him for the majority yeah. of the season. He's not really... Is this going to be the year that we see LA Galaxy do something? Um, could do, but then inevitably, they'll play LAFC at some point and probably get knocked out. But... Uh, I, I don't know. I think I think they will make playoffs from here. I, I'd be I'd be so disappointed. And you know, I'm, obviously, we don't spot LA Galaxy, but 
having seen them the last few years, they keep on missing out, being the stupid, like, last game decision-making and against, you know, famously against Houston and last year as well. I think, uh, yeah, they, they do it this year. They get over the line. But then how far do they go in what if, the playoffs? What if their know. game goes to penalties? Yeah, well, I wouldn't have Chicharito anywhere near it. But, I mean, we joke about Chicharito with penalties, but he scored 15 this season. He's the type of guy with his experience of winning stuff yeah. that could be influential in the playoffs. But then we have seen with Chicharito in recent weeks, he does make stupid decisions sometimes. So, who knows? Galaxy, uh, I think a few people will be will be choosing Galaxy to go quite far within the bracket, just based on the name. But we'll have to wait and see. And we did say that Seattle could still creep in. They could. Colorado are on the same points. Talk to me. No. No, wow. Okay, that was short. Uh, They've they've got Dallas and Austin to play. Both of those teams have clinched their playoff spots, of course. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I don't see it. And it it was always a tough season for them. They did so well last year and probably overachieved last year by a lot. So to to follow that up this year, it was always going to be tough. Okay, um, Dallas fans don't at me. At the start of the season, would I have put them much further ahead than San Jose? Don't know. No. Not by a long way. Um, but they have um, done that thing and secured a playoff spot. <laughs> uh, they are third. And San Jose find themselves rock bottom. They drew at PayPal Park. Yeah, well, there's a lot of change coming up for San Jose. Of course, uh, Luchi Gonzalez is going to be the head coach after the World Cup because he's assistant to Greg Berhalter. Um, so next year, hopefully, he can put his stamp on things. Um, as long as he keeps a Bobisi at the moment, I think it's just building around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but credit to Dallas. Third in the West, they've clinched a spot. Four points clear of Portland in fifth as well, so they should get that home game. Um, we just talked about the teams you associate with MLS Cup playoffs. Columbus and Portland, definitely mm. both there. Uh, one one draw at uh, Columbus at home. Yeah, I mean Columbus again. It, it keeps on happening. Like I, I'm not even a Columbus fan, and I'm sick of seeing them concede late goals. Like where would they be without all them late goals conceded? This one was what 95th minute, 96th minute, whatever it was. But um, yeah, uh, Santiago Moreno. 1-1, seven for the season for him. Portland uh, are doing, yeah, they're doing well. They're three points clear of RSL in eighth. Uh, you'd, you'd think they will get into the playoffs. They do play RSL last, actually, but um, they've won four out of five. And we've said about picking up form going into playoffs. Of course, they've got the, the, the monkey on the back from last year and how things ended for them on the penalty shootout against NYCFC. That little chip on the shoulder could inspire them going into the playoffs. And they could still get a home tie. There could still yeah. be people working out at the gym, getting to watch some uh, MLS playoff soccer. They could. Uh, Columbus are eighth, uh, level with Miami. Three less wins, though, so they're going to have to have more points than Miami because they ain't going to pick that up. Yeah, and speaking of Miami, big win. I know it is against DC, who have not had a great season, but you've got to go away and score three goals. You it's, have. it's impressive. 3-2 winners. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's there's a bit of a cloud over this game with a taxi phone task, uh, the alleged racism against Damien Lowe. MLS are looking at that. I know DeAndre Yedlin uh, has come out and said um, he's called on them to do something big about yeah. it. And, you know, we agree if he is found guilty, he needs to, you know, it obviously needs to be addressed and, and something needs to be 
needs to happen for it. But, I mean, this is just another thing to just round off a terrible season for DC, isn't it? Yeah. Um, interestingly, Phil Neville said that his uh, respect for Wayne Rooney had gone up mm. more than more than he ever thought it could because he instantly substituted him. So regardless of whether it happened or it didn't happen, um, Rooney's response, taking him off, taking him out of the situation, is, um, is being praised um, by his former teammate, Phil Neville. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tax is a good player. He actually scored to make it 2-2 in this game. So I'm sure, you know, there would have been a temptation there to keep him on and try and win the game. But obviously, if it looks like it could be true, uh, probably true, uh, especially with the reaction of, of the players. So yeah, credit to Wayne Rooney for just taking him out of that situation because uh, it could have got, well, it is, it is ugly. It could have got even uglier. But, um, you know, credit to Inter Miami. We, we'd love to to uh, have a go at them on this podcast. We think they've underachieved massively with the players they've had, but they stuck to it. They got the win last minute. Higuain, another man who we've, uh, we've, uh, we love to hate, uh, 94th minute. He scored four in five now. And Miami are on, they, they could make it. They could make the playoffs this time. And he could be magic in the playoffs as well. He could, exactly. Miami have got Toronto away, Orlando at home and Montreal at home. Um, that Toronto, it's it's funny because that Toronto away game, you'd think, oh, they could go there and win. But Toronto literally have, have got nothing to yeah. lose now. They're eliminated. Orlando, you still have something to play for. Montreal don't, but they're a tough team. So there's no easy games, but they have won the last two now, Miami. Yeah, it's it's really, really hot enough. It's going to be one of the more exciting seasons in terms of the last couple of weeks, I think, than, mm. um, than we've seen recently heading into Decision Day. Um, one decision that's definitely already been made is that LAFC have had a stonking season. Um, yeah. We're just waiting to see who is going to lift the supporters' shield. They are level on points with Philadelphia. They've both got uh, an average of two points per game, which is in- hugely impressive. Um, LAFC, of course, top on games one. They've won 20 games out mm. of 32 played um philly with 18 wins how good is this lafc team and if you make if your team makes it to the playoffs is it even a competition um in the west probably not uh but lafc you've got to think as well because bale we thought he was going to be the difference going into this part of the season he's been non-existent really He's not played a full game and he's he's kind of been forgotten about a little bit. Mm. So, uh, you know, players like uh, Carlos Vea scored the two penalties at the weekend. He stepped up. They've got others as well. Like Ryan Hollingshead also scored. I mean, he's had a really impressive first season for LAFC. So they have got the... It's not just about him or about Kalini. They've got a good squad. So it will be... It will be tough to beat them. Um, if I was to say to you that LA Gal- sorry, LAFC now, I've got Portland away in Nashville at home. And Philadelphia, I've got uh, Charlotte away and Toronto at home. Mm-hmm. Who gets supporter shield? Bearing in mind, LAFC just needs to match Philadelphia. Yeah, because of the games won. Mm. I mean, Philly have got the easier games for me, but uh, you win both of those and you think, well, LAFC is still going to pick up points. Yeah. I think... Um, Philly going to Charlotte will be a tough game. They'll, they'll, they'll beat Toronto at home. There won't be a problem with that. You look at LAFC, Portland away will be tough. They've got something to play for. Nashville at home. Nashville may have clinched it, but will be going for a, a home game in the playoffs. I think LAFC have got the tougher games, but I, I think they'll... I don't know. I think, they, I think they'll be fine. 
Uh, I got on to LAFC, of course, because they beat uh, Houston. So a word on Houston, eliminado. Yeah, uh, third team. So not the worst team in the West, but uh, definitely the second worst. Uh, another team looking uh, for next season and, uh, yeah, and just do, well, much better. But, I mean, how many times have we said that for Houston over the years? Just do a new badge. It'd be fine. <laughs> for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. So it's time to have a look and see who our MLS UK Show Championship champions are. Uh, we started off with NYCFC because they won MLS Cup last season and we've been going through each week, each match week, and basically it's winner stays on. Winner keeps the comp- uh, the belt if it was like UFC or wrestling or boxing or whatever. Um, and if you draw, you get to keep it by default. So as we've gone down the list throughout uh, the season, uh, we've had impressive runs like N- uh, New England Revolution. They had it 10 times. Uh, and then uh, we had, I don't know, Miami had it twice once uh, and then got beat. So last time we checked, Columbus had had it for six games in a row. They had drawn five of those, but six games in a row. Mm-hmm. So we now move on. There has been two games since then, but who is our champions? Well, it's not Columbus because they got beat to Inter-Miami 2-1. Ooh, Inter-Miami the holders, right? So then Inter-Miami, of course, went to DC at the weekend and won. So they've now retained it for one match. And they have it now going in to the remainder of the season. Now, if we look at Miami's last few games, I did say before, but to uh, reiterate, they've got Toronto away at the weekend or in two weeks, sorry. Now, the I, thing, know where you're, I know what you're going to say. We have been waiting throughout the years we've been doing this for a team who isn't in the playoffs to have the, the belt at the end of a season. Because if you have it going into the playoffs, because draws don't count in the playoffs, it inevitably gets sort of filtered down to MLS Cup. However, we knew there would be a time that it would happen where a team who had been eliminated would have the belt. So Toronto, if they beat Miami, they will then go into their last game of the season away at Philly, so they'll probably lose anyway. But they will go with the title there. So if they draw, they get to keep it and will then next season start with a fresh team um, well, t- they will start with Toronto as the champions. Um, if uh, Inter Miami get past Toronto, they've then got uh, Orlando and Montreal. So it, if they get past them, it will then go, unless they draw the next two games and miss out on the playoffs, it will probably go into the playoffs. The weird that I secretly want them to do that. Why do I want them to be champions? It's so weird. Hmm. Well, we'll see. But uh, yeah, keep uh, keep an eye on it in two weeks when matches resume and we'll see who will have it, whether it'll be a team going into the playoffs or whether Toronto can shock the world and win the title and then get, keep it for even longer. Okay. Uh, every time we've done a main episode this season, I've tried to bring a new game to the show. Mm-hmm. It's not been uh, easy to come up with something different. Um, but I think I've got one for you today. Okay. And today's game is called Who Are Ya? Uh, what's going to happen is you're going to hear the voice of somebody connected to MLS. 
mm-hmm. and you've got to tell me who it is. This will be tough. I think it'll be tough. Okay. Um, what I want you to do is so people can play along at home, I want you to just write down who you think it is just so that everybody's got a chance to play along at home before you inevitably come steaming in with an answer. Got you. Um, okay, here is voice number one. And when you're a European club, you have the ability to play in the Champions League so that you have broader attention. Oh, if you'd like to have a little play along at home uh, if you're listening or you're driving or you're on the train or you're on a coach, uh, Henry's going to write down the name of somebody who he thinks it is. Got that? Yep. Okay. On to mystery voice number two. I instantly felt felt it. And before I've, I could get my left foot down, I started to turn my body around. This is tough. I think the listeners have got an advantage on this one. Yeah. What are you thinking? Mm. I'm thinking it's clearly someone who uh, has been injured or maybe retired from in, uh, injury. Can I hear it again? I instantly felt felt it, and before I I could get my left foot down, I started to turn my body around. Okay, I'm basically thinking of a player who has had an injury before. Okay, uh, mystery voice number three. A mí me gusta Venezuela y yo quiero siempre ayudar, obviamente en lo que pueda. Estuve en una fundación con con un compañero ayudándolo, mi amigo Frank Cervelli, para más los niños recién nacidos que que no tienen la posibilidad de. What is going on in the background? Just disclaimer they're having their hair cut and i hoped it would be and that. it's a it's the electric clippers that you can hear in the background um it's all above board right so obviously they're spanish or mexican spanish speaking anyway uh i'll explain in a bit i don't think it's one Mexican player because he's got a bit more of a high-pitched voice so I'm going to go with another famous Mexican player okay mystery voice number four every game has got a lot of goals everyone enjoying the football I think uh, we're working so well it's so good for, for the fans to see the, the football with uh, a lot of goals I'm going for the other Mexican player <laughs> <laughs> but just because I've seen so many uh, of, so many of him being interviewed straight after the game recently, obviously famously after he missed that penalty the other week. So I'm just straight away thinking of them. Okay. Uh, final mystery voice. Are you ready? Go on. So I was walking <laughs> towards the pass for a strike at goal, but I trusted him and I let it run through my legs. And as I did so, I raised my arms. Yeah, I've got that one. Could have <laughs> gone on forever with that one. <laughs> Um, hey, that was actually the most sense he's made uh, we've heard anyway um, okay I've, I've got my answers here hopefully okay. I've, I've not embarrassed myself okay so here was mystery voice number one and when you're a European club you have the ability to play in the Champions League so that you have broader attention Henry who do you think it is oh, listening back I don't think is this guy I put Clint Dempsey you think it's Clint Dempsey I don't think it is now famously American mm-hmm Clint Dempsey? Yeah. No, Wrong. Not. Any other guesses? No. It was Don Garber, MLS commissioner. So tough when you're not seeing the Yeah, face. no, I, I agree. Um, okay, mystery voice number two. I instantly felt felt it, and before I I could get my left foot down, I started to turn my body around. Um, with this one, I just thought of an injury, and I thought of Jordan Morris. That was 
Atlanta United. Brad Guzan. Brad Guzan. Yeah. Well done. Um, okay, mystery voice number three. A mí me gusta Venezuela y yo quiero siempre ayudar. Getting his hair cut, fighting it out. Estoy en una fundación con un compañero ayudándolo. Mi amigo. Who do you reckon? Uh, I've gone Carlos Vea. You think it's Carlos Vea? Mm-hmm. That was Atlanta United's... Josef Martinez? Correct. I'm beginning to see a theme here. Uh, okay, mystery voice number four. Every game has got a lot of goals. Everyone enjoying the football. I think uh, we're working so well. It's so good for, for the fans to see the, the football with uh, a lot of goals. Quite out of breath. Good job the noise from the last clip, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, Chicharito. You think that's Chicharito? Mm. Oh, who's, let me guess. Atlanta United's insert player name here. No. Uh, that is the A-League's Portuguese... Nanny. Nah, yeah. <laughs> As if you've done that. Nanny. Oh, well, yeah, he, uh, he did seem out of breath. He's putting a shift in in the A League, is he? Uh, that was from that was from uh, Manchester United's US tour in like 2010 <laughs> or something. Uh, okay, final mystery voice number five. So I was walking <laughs> towards the pass. For I think we can stop it there because it's Ray Hudson. It's Ray Hudson. There we go. Well done, good old Ray. Uh, he had to make it onto this show somehow today. Can I? Can we do? Can we? Can you do that for me next week? Okay. Yeah. Or next time. Uh, I'll make a note. Because that was that I enjoyed finding the clips. To be honest, I'm gonna choose some really tough names. I'm gonna choose some players that you've not even heard of. I gave you Ray Hudson and yeah. two Atlanta players. Yeah, well, um, well done if you if you got more than one right on that. Well done because uh, it is tough that, especially when I don't know. We'll have to see if you're listening on your podcast provider because you're listening. Is it easier because you're kind of picturing things more? Whereas, with yeah, us, maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was a tough one. That's probably the toughest game you've done. Yeah, and uh, do you know what? I found it tough picking the players as well because I knew I couldn't just pick a round. You know, if we were doing somebody for the game with a change of name, you don't need to know loads about them, just like, no. just the basics. Whereas that, it, it, it is tough. It is, yeah. Um, right, so I need to get my own back. So uh, covering on predictions from last time, guess who won? You. Yeah, I won. So it's 6-5. It's... <laughs> We'll be going into, uh, because this weekend we're not doing predictions because there's, well, there's like one game. So the next time we do a, a, an episode, which I think will just be before Decision Day, we will have our own Decision Day. Kind of makes me want to um, do a prediction for this game this weekend, just to see if one of us can get a spot. The one game. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, we'll allow this. So it's San Jose. There, there is leagues, uh, leagues cup action as well. I've got to say, but the, the one game, um, two nil LA Galaxy. I'm getting okay, in the San Jose versus LA Galaxy. Uh, you know what? To make it interesting, I'll go two two. So one of That's us is bold. gonna. One of us will win unless San Jose wins. Yeah, San Jose will win. Um, there is also because uh, the next round of matches is on the first, starting the first of October. There is a match on the twenty eighth of September, which is Seattle versus Cincinnati. So that'll be interesting. Uh, good luck to Canada and the states who are playing as well in that time. Um, to yeah, before the World Cup, this last few games now it's picking players for the World Cup. Uh, I'd like to say a sincere thank you to America for the birth of Joshua Sargent, who um, has been a different animal this season. 
for Norwich City in the championship. So thank you very much. Back in the uh, US men's national team setup yeah. as well. Amazing what happens when you're uh, you're playing in a lower league. <laughs> All right, don't dampen, don't dampen it. Um, but no, it's it's good to see. We want a, we want as many uh, US and Canadian players doing well over in these what shows. Are you, what are Bolton doing for the US? Um, we had uh, we had Stuart Holden once upon a time <laughs> and Tim Ream. So we did our bit for 15 years. Didn't you let Tim Howard score as well? Yeah, yeah. and he scored against us, yeah. yes. So, hey, we've done our bit. Don't worry about us. Don't you worry about us, mate. We've done our bit. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, and just for balance, uh, thank you uh, to Jim Brennan of Canada for your service uh, at Norwich City. Wow. There you go. Um, right, let's round off the show and find out the name of the player with the game with the changing name. Go about that. Uh, it was on trial at Bolton, so there we go. We did our bit in the nineties as well. Started their career at St Johnson in Scotland in nineteen eighty six. Um, three years later, they left to go to the uh, San Francisco Bay Blackhawks. Um, they also played for San Jose. Fort Lauderdale Strikers, because Bolton wouldn't have them. Uh, Nicaxa, Seattle Sounders, Colorado Rapids, San Jose Clash, uh, and retired at Tampa Bay Mutiny in 1990. No, sorry, in, in 2000. Uh, and they've managed, because you didn't get it, they've managed San Jose Earthquakes, they've managed Houston Dynamo, and they've been interim and assistant at LA Galaxy. Um... They now our assistant at FC Cincinnati. Can't think. Begins with a D. Oh, Dominic Kinnear. Dominic Kinnear. Wow. There you go. He moved to the States before either of us were born. Yes, correct. Uh, but well done to you if you got it right. It was a lot tougher than last time when I did Daryl DK, which was already easy, and then accidentally said Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got to say, I'm, I'm not taking that as a win. I'm taking that as a defeat. So uh, I've got to do better next time when we uh, do an episode just before Decision Day. It's getting closer. It is getting closer. Um, decision Day, of course. Famous. Of course. For LA Galaxy, yes. Yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, have a wonderful uh, couple of weeks, and we will see you for Decision Day. We will. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on your podcast provider. Leave us a rating. But if you're going to leave us a rating, it's uh, one rule and one rule only. Elliot? Five stars only, LA Galaxy style. It's never going to be six, let's be honest. Uh, could be. They're doing okay. But then Decision Day comes along and, yeah, no. Uh, if you're on YouTube, thanks for watching. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe as well. Uh, we'll be back with a stoppage time episode next week. Hopefully stuff will happen because we know matches no, we might not have as much to talk about. Uh, and then we'll be back for t- in two weeks' time. So you've been... Elliot Holman. Here's the Haney salute. And I've been Henry Hewitt. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.